podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good boys and girls, two-footed podcast on Monday, May the 30th, brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. A virtual privacy network allows you to go online, change your location, access things you geoblock from, while also keeping your data safe. Go to libertyshield.com and use the code EPL25. That's EPL25 to get 25% off at checkout. Liberty Shield is the number one rated VPN provider on Trustpilot. They will keep you safe from the ne'er-do-wells. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homework company located in Scotland, but shipping worldwide. Check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk. And finally, do check out the EPL Index and Anfield Index shops, which you'll find on Etsy. Use the codes EPL10 or RED10 to get 10% off at checkout. Right, folks, a fairly uneventful weekend where only one football match took place in the entire world, and that was Nottingham Forest 1, Huddersfield 0. A Levi Colwell own goal on 43 minutes was enough to give Forest a win and secure promotion back to the Premier League for the first time since 1999. Nottingham Forest, two-time European Cup winning Nottingham Forest, back in the big time, Premier League bound. I'm absolutely thrilled for Steve Cooper. I think the job he's done this season has been incredible. I think he is arguably the best English manager right now. I think he deserves enormous credit. They were bottom of the league when he took over. There was eight games gone. Since he took over, they were the second best team in the championship. And now they have secured promotion back to the top flight. And it has been a long time coming. They were relegated from the Premier League at the end of the very first Premier League season, 92-93. That ended a 15-year stay in the top flight. A 15-year stay under Brian Clough that began when they finished third in what was then the second division, brought themselves up, won the league title at the first attempt, won the league cup that year as well. The following year, they won the league cup again and they won the European cup. And then the next year, they won the Super Cup and the European Cup again. Just imagine, if you will, a team who's been in the Premier League for a number of years, as Forrest were between 57 and 72, gone down into the Championship. Imagine them coming up through the playoffs. Not even a club like Forrest, they've been down too long. But imagine, let's say, 
I don't know, let's just imagine Sheffield United came back up. Let's say Sheffield United come back up next season. And then the following year, they win the Premier League. And the following year, they win the European Cup. And the year after that, they win the European Cup again. Just imagine what would happen if that happened. Imagine the reaction to that. That's what Forrest accomplished back at the beginning of the Clough era. An incredible run of success. They were a mid-table championship team when he took over. And he made them European Cup winners within a few years. Then they were a bit of a run-of-the-mill team, if we're being honest. You know, a lot of mid-table finishes. They did finish third in 84. Mid-table again for three years. Then back-to-back third-place finishes. Another League Cup. The following year, another League Cup. But again, they're mid-table in, in the first division. The first season of the Premier League, there's 22 teams and Forest finish bottom. And Brian Clough retires. They go down. They come straight back up. They finish second in Division 1. In their first season back, they finish third in the Premier League, which is incredible. Then they finish ninth. And then they get relegated again. And they go down. And then in 97-98, they win the first division. And they come straight back to the Premier League. And then in 98-99... They finish 20th again and go right back down. And we haven't seen them since. They had a five-year stay in Division 1. Highest league position was sixth. The one time they made the playoffs. Bottom half for three of the years they were down there. Then they get relegated. Into the championship. Or from the championship into League One. They finished 23rd in their last season's championship, get relegated. They spent three years in League One. They come back up, and they've been fairly run-of-the-mill ever since. They've had a couple of playoff runs in 2010, 2011, but 19th, 3rd, 6th, 19th, 8th, 11th, 14th, 16th, 21st, 17th, Ninth, seventh, they looked like they were going in the right direction under Sabri Lamache. Then 17th last year under Chris Hutton. Season this year started disastrously. He's sacked in September. In comes Steve Cooper. They go on this run. They've had the best defense in the league since Cooper took over. The second best attack. They've been phenomenal. And they are deservedly promoted to the Premier League. I genuinely couldn't be happier for a football club, for a group of fans and for a manager. Forrest are one-time league champions, two-time FA Cup winners, four-time league cup winners, two-time European Cup winners. They belong in the Premier League. It's great to have them back. And I hope that they can keep hold of this team They've got a couple of important players in on loan that they'll need to address and make sure those deals become permanent. They'd like to keep Keenan Davis, I think. He's had an impressive run there. Philippe Zinkernagel, I think, has done very well since joining from Watford. Max Lowe from Sheffield United. He missed a lot of the running with an injury, but was brought on in the final, which shows the importance of him. I think they'll try and keep him. Jed Spence, obviously, was... Phenomenal this season for them. 
one of the best players in the championship. And James Garner in on loan from United. My guess is they'll try and keep Garner on loan for another season. But they worked the loan market brilliantly this past year. They're going to need to work it well again next year. They're going to need to be clever with how they use their money. They won't have massive amounts to spend. But I do think there's some very good players there to build with. You look at their squad, I think I'd be looking for a different goalkeeper. I'm not a big fan of Bryce Samba, but he's certainly a good squad option. They've got Horvath and Jordan Smith there as well. I'd be looking to bring in a goalkeeper. Um, In defence, I think they're very strong. I think Max Lowe is a really good left wing back. If they keep him, I think he can be beneficial to them. Uh, But I'd be looking for a starter. I don't think you're going to get away with what they did for large parts of this season, which was played Jack Callback there. I think he'll get badly exposed at the Premier League level. But certainly Spence at right wing back, if they can keep him, he's more than good enough to play in the Premier League. Uh, They might want to look for a bit of depth. At centre-back, Scott McKenna is excellent. Joe Worrell is outstanding. Those two, very, very strong. They've got Figueredo, who's definitely good enough to play in the Premier League. Steve Cook played a big part in the run-in. Now, personally, I don't think he's good enough to play in the Premier League. I think we saw that with Bournemouth. So he's one I think they need to look to upgrade. He's certainly fine as a squad player especially in the back three, because he's hidden in the middle. But they got Jonathan Panzo, who's a good young defender. If they can get one starter to go with Worrell and McKenna and then have Figueredo, Panzo and Cook as the depth three, that's fine. Midfield is fairly strong, especially if callback is more of a midfield option next season. Ryan Yates was excellent this year. Um, they've got Joe Lolly there. They've got James Garner, like I mentioned, if they can keep him. They've got Cafu, who comes off the bench for them quite a bit. If they can add one more in midfield. And then up front, you've got Brennan Johnson. He's outstanding. You've got Sam Surridge. He's got talent. Keenan Davis. Zinker Nagel's another one to consider in midfield, um, but he does play kind of an attacking midfield role. Uh, Alex Mighton, another good player. They probably need to find one more. Lewis Graben is valuable as a, an experienced player, but he's always been more of a championship player. I think they need to find one more up front, one in midfield, a left wing back, a centre back, and potentially a goalkeeper. Now, they look, they might be very happy with Bryce Samba, and if they are, fair play. He is a good shot stopper. Just for me, he makes some unnecessary errors. He takes risks that I don't really want my goalkeeper taking. But it's a strong Palace team. I think it's a team that comes up not needing massive surgery to do well in the Premier League next season. Use the loan market. One thing Steve Cooper has shown he's excellent at is using the loan market. His Swansea teams, he overachieved at Swansea in back-to-back seasons using a team largely put together with loan signings. Got them into the playoffs both years. 
I think he can use the loan market, get a couple of Premier League players in, get a couple of players from abroad. They've got decent connections. I think they'll be good. I think I think early signs for me is are I think they'll survive next season. I think Cooper's excellent. I really do. Um, so congrats to them. Commiserations to Huddersfield. I do wonder what happens now with Sorba Thomas. I think he's too good to stay in the championship another year. So he could be one that Premier League clubs look to bring in. Um, from there, then, we'll move on. There was another game. I, of course, did pretend that there wasn't, wasn't, but there was. There was another game. It took place in Paris, and it was horrible. And Real Madrid won 1-0, and Liverpool lost 1-0. And Real Madrid are now the 14-time European Cup winners. Um. A game Liverpool dominated in, a game Liverpool were the better team in without ever really playing to their best. Real parked the bus to an extent and caught them cold with, you know, a bit of a sucker punch goal. Vinicius Jr. tapping home from Valverde's cross shot. Look, Real have voodoo in this competition. I don't know what else there is to say about it. PSG are better than Real. City are miles better than Real. I think Real and Chelsea run about the same level. Liverpool are better than Real. Real aren't the best team in Europe. This is the worst Real team to win the European Cup, certainly of the last eight that they've won. Um, I think they're one of the weaker European champions of the last... 30 years not the weakest certainly not but I think they're probably in the bottom six or seven but they're European champions and that's all they'll care about nothing else matters Real Madrid won this competition again Benzema Cruz Casemiro Modric they won it again Danny Carvial had the best game of his life despite the fact he's been garbage for three years Thibaut Courtois was man of the match. And that tells you all you need to know about the game. Thibaut Courtois was man of the match. Benzema barely had a touch within 35 yards of the goal. Vinicius spent most of his game in the pockets of Canate and Trent. Popped up with one moment. It happens. But Liverpool let themselves down. Liverpool let that game slip away. The crowd was a bit flat. The events around the game are a disgrace. The treatment of the fans, the organisation... The behaviour of the police, shameful, shameful. Paris Paris brought shame on itself on Saturday night and the French government are bringing further shame on their nation with the lies they're trying to spill. I've talked more about it on the Daily Red. I don't want to talk about it anymore because it's getting me wound up again. I'm already wound up today to begin with. I began the day in bad form. I took the dogs for a walk. That cheered me up a bit. My mate Eddie Gibbs, who you'll know from Anfield Index, was on Sky Sports. So I I watched his clip from Sky Sports. That properly cheered me up. And then I went to do a podcast on Discord. My computer decided it was time to restart itself. And uh, it took 15 minutes to restart for reasons not only to itself, but... I'm blaming Bill Gates because I just don't like his face. Uh, So that began a descent into a bad mood. 
during that podcast, I heard one of the dogs barking and I thought that oh, there's probably another dog outside or, you know, we get wildlife in the garden because we're in the country. So it could be a, a fox or something. They rarely come out during the day, but the odd time you'll see a fox or, or a rabbit or a hare or whatever. No, 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 no. Went downstairs and discovered that two of the dogs had decided it was the perfect time to have a shit. And upon seeing the two shits by these dogs, the other dog thought, I should might as well. Dogs are amazing. They're the most wonderful part of life. But if you've got a home for three dogs, I'm interested. So get in contact. You can have all three of them. You can have Molly. You can have Toby. And you can definitely have Sam after what he did to his own bed. All three of them available now. No charge. Just take them away. Take them away. So, yeah, that wasn't that. My day is not going well. My day is not going well. Um, but look, it is what it is. It is what it is. But no, I don't want to talk anymore about, about what happened. I, I don't want to talk about the lies that have been told. What I would ask you to do is I would ask you to go and read the accounts of journalists and of fans who were at the game. Don't listen to the accounts of the fans of clubs who weren't at the game. Certainly don't listen to what's been spun by the French authorities. Like, let me just put it to you this way. They're trying to claim that 40,000 tickets, 40,000 people turned up with fake tickets. If that was the case, there would have been 40,000 extra people there. And there simply wasn't. There simply wasn't 40,000 people locked outside. And show me evidence of your 40,000 fake tickets because they'd have to be paper tickets. So show me evidence of your fake tickets. Show me the 40,000 tickets that you, say you, you, that you say you saw and confiscated. Show me them. Show me footage of 40,000 people locked outside. It doesn't exist. So don't listen to these people. These people are liars. Were there people there with fake tickets? Yeah, a handful. A handful. The majority of people there with fake tickets, though, were not Liverpool fans or Real Madrid fans. They were French individuals. They were locals who were there to try and mug people, pickpocket. And the police played their part in it, and they're all a disgrace. Every single police officer who worked at that game should be ashamed of themselves, either for their actions or the actions of their colleagues. Let's move on. In fact, do you know what? Let's take a break when we come back. There's quite a bit of news. There's three days of gossip. We'll get into that. I'll see you in a sec. Right, welcome back. So, uh, we have news. Ralph Rangnick will not take up his consultancy role at Manchester United, which, you know, I may have said would be the case. First of all, he was never going to work at the club. He was going to consult from outside maybe a couple of days a month. The agreement was between him and his company, or sorry, the United and his company rather than him individually. So it was always just a fake little thing 
to make up the years of the contract at Lokomotiv Moscow he was walking away from. Um, I think once he took the the Austrian job, that was it. It was it was never going to happen. So, yeah, congrats to Manchester United. You appointed a guy with a great track record as a sporting director, as your manager, then didn't listen to him on any of the suggestions he made with regards to how to change the operations of the football club, appointed a manager he didn't think was suitable, tried to have some of your journalists spin it that Ranyuk thinks this is the right appointment. Nonsense. And now he's gone and you're still desperately in need of what he could have been, which is a sporting director. So well done. Uh, well done. Congrats on that. Congrats on your sixth place finish. I'm sure you're all very pleased. Yep. Ivan Perisic, Croatian winger slash wingback of Inter Milan, is set to sign for Spurs. He is going to have a medical today and sign a two-year contract. The 33-year-old is out of contract with Inter, was a big part of their title-winning team in the 2020-21 season under Antonio Conte. And you'd imagine he will play as a wingback this season for Spurs. Um, unlikely that he plays much in the front three, but he can cover there. I think he'll most likely be playing left wing back. Really good squad addition. I'd say sizable enough wages, but Perisic is really good. Really, really good. Um, joins Fraser Forster on the way into Spurs. Uh, ben White has pulled out of the England squad uh, due to injury. Well, that's all right. Southgate picked 43 centre-backs anyway, so it should be fine. Uh, Robert Lewandowski has confirmed he wants to leave Bayern Munich. He says his story at Bayern is over and he is seeking a move. One thing is certain, my story with Bayern is over. I realise a transfer will be the best solution for both sides. He went on to say, after everything that has happened in recent months, I cannot imagine staying here. So Lewandowski looking to leave Bayern. At the same time, Bayern been heavily linked with Sadio Mane, who has told Liverpool he would like to leave this summer. Uh, that is, you know, one of the biggest parts of this Liverpool team over the last five, six years, making the decision to move on. It's the right decision for him. It's his last opportunity to go and get a big move somewhere else. It's the right time for Liverpool as well. Uh, Liverpool have gotten Mane's best years and Mane is clearly a player who has declined. I wish him nothing but the best wherever he goes, but it is definitely the right move, the right move for Liverpool. Um, they've got to get the right fee for him and they've got to find the right replacement, but I, I, I've no doubts that they'll be able to do that. I think they've probably known about this for a number of months. I've mentioned it on a bunch of different podcasts. There's been so little talk about a new contract for Sadio, that I don't think those negotiations ever got off the floor. I think it's always been a case that he was the one likely to leave. I think with Firmino, he's happier, I think, than Salah or Mane would have been in a, a squad role. I think he'll be happier to sign a short-term, you know, maybe two-year extension. I think he'll take a similar wage to what he was on, or maybe even a little bit less. And I think he can just run Firmino into the ground. I think he's a great presence to have around the place. Mane was going to want Salah money. 
Salah's the better player. Salah's the one less likely to decline quite drastically. Salah hasn't shown signs of decline. Yes, he's had a bit of a poor run over the last few months, but look at the creativity numbers. They're still the exact same as they were. He doesn't have the same burst right now, but look how much football the guy's played. He's well over 5,000 minutes on the season for club and country. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So Salah next season, no World Cup, which means he gets a preseason, then he gets a mid-season break and another preseason. Look out for next year. Salah's going to be on a tear. Um, makes more sense to keep Salah, sell Mane. You won't get nearly as much for Mane as you would for Salah, but I still think they'll get a good fee. I think he's easier to replace as well than Salah. You don't find many left-footed right-wingers that can score a ton of goals. The one they would want is Bakayo Saka. He is the one Liverpool want, I think, long-term to replace Salah. Different type of player, more creative than a goal scorer, but Saka, I think, is the one they'll want there long-term. Whether they get him or not, who knows? Uh, Arsenal fans will certainly hope that they don't ever get him, but... I think it's easier to replace Mane. You can go one of two ways. You can buy, like Mane, like Firmino, a non-traditional number nine, and in Kunku, uh, uh, Latour Martinez, uh, a Joe Felix type, or you can buy an out-and-out nine, a Tammy Abraham, a Darwin Nunes, a Victor Simeon, an Alexander Isak. You've got loads of options, and there's others that I'm not even naming there that they'll have. But in terms of ready to contribute straight away, I, I think that is probably about the list. Unless there's somebody out there who we don't expect to be available. Now, I don't think they'll be in for Lewandowski, but maybe they'll kick the tires on it. Maybe they'll explore the possibility of doing a swap with Bayern. I think there's two players at Bayern I'd prefer. Leroy Sané, Serge Gnabry. Now, they would mean moving either... Well, no, they would mean moving Salah Central. You could move Salah Central and play a 4-2-3-1, buy a number 10, Nabri one side, Diaz the other, or Diaz one side, Sane the other, Salah Central and a 10 in behind. They do want a midfielder this season. The, the name going round, obviously, with Chuameni, they got quite close, but it looks like Real have gazumped them. Um, so maybe they buy a 10 instead. Maybe they go Milinkovic-Savic from, from Lazio. Get him in, can play as an eight, but he can flex you to a four, two, three, one as that 10. Put him behind Salah, two wingers. Could be special. Could be special. Uh, Mike McGrath of the Telegraph reporting that Crystal Palace have made check to Kure of Len, their number one transfer target. Excellent defensive midfielder, exactly the type they need. I think they need two in midfield this summer. If Gallagher's going, they needed one plus Gallagher, but it doesn't look like they'll keep Gallagher, so I don't think they can afford to do it. So, Dukure plus one into midfield, and I think they're good to go. I've said before, John O'Nana would be a really good fit there with him. But we'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. Um, There's not a whole lot else, really. Huddersfield have questioned VAR after some of the decisions in the game. I just don't think they were ambitious enough in the final, to be honest. Um, there's a vote here on the BBC website, who are the best club side of all time. 
So Torino, uh, the 47-48 vintage Il Gran Torino, the team that were largely killed in a horrific plane crash. Um, that team is there. The Real Madrid 59-60 vintage. De Stefano and Puskas, the team that won all those European Cups. This was the, the last year of that. Santos in 1962, Pele's best team. Celtic in 67, the first British club to win the European Cup. Ajax in 72, Johan Cruyff, total football, three European Cups in a row. Liverpool, 83-84, the Joe Fagan team, which won a treble of the league, the European Cup and the League Cup. Great team. Great, great team. AC Milan, 88-89. This would be my pick. What a team. The, the Saki vintage. Unbelievable. Jamie Jackson and Fabrication Romano are reporting that Jurian Timber and Manchester United are in talks. Uh, big Duncan Ferguson to Blackburn. In what kind of role? Not as manager. Surely Duncan Ferguson is not going to be given a job as a manager. Oh, my dear Lord. Blackburn Rovers are looking to appoint Duncan Ferguson as their new manager. I can't think of much worse. Genuinely, I can't think of much worse. He had two goals in charge of Everton. Total of five games. Won one of them. They were garbage in all of them. An absolute passion merchant. Oh, that's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, anyway, back to the Milan team. Baresi, Maldini, Costa Corta, Tassotti, Donadoni, Ancelotti, Van Basten, Rijkaard, Hullet. What a team. What a team. Colombo, about as, about as close to perfect as you can get. United's travel winners. In 98-99, without question, deserving of mention. Barcelona in 2010-11, great, great team. Great, great team, no question. I think they're second behind the Milan team. Uh, Munich in 12-13, really, really good team. They won a domestic treble, but they, for me, I think Bayern have had better teams than that. Uh, I am going to vote for AC Milan. My bet would be that Barcelona win this unless United fans hijack it. Uh, United fans have hijacked it a little bit. Uh, they're currently second. In no way was that United team as good as the Milan team in the 80s. Not a chance. Um, but Bar uh, Barca are running away with it at the moment. So Barca, United, Celtic and that Liverpool team are the top four at the minute. Uh, that Milan team is the best as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think they would... I think they would absolutely dominate basically every team on the list. Um, we'll do the gossip. I think we're done. I think that's it for today. Right. Manchester United are on the verge of making a final push to sign Ruben Neves. If Neves is one of two centre midfield signings and the other one isn't Frankie de Jong, that's fine. You've got to get a dynamic ball winner in next to Though you've got to go go and buy a Wilf Ndidi type and stick Ndidi next to Neves. Let Ndidi do all the winning of the ball and let it, let Neves do the distribution of the ball. 
the United fear they are being priced out of a move for Darwin Nunes, having been told it will cost him about $100 million to sign him. Well, I think they're just starting to get the excuses out there because he, he has publicly turned them down twice. Uh, United have also consulted Eric Ten Hag on the possibility of signing Pau Torres. Chelsea are expected to target defenders with their rumoured £200 million transfer budget, which is just nonsense. Um, Cucurella is apparently a target. Chris from Cook- nonsense. Let's just move on from that garbage. Uh, Liverpool will receive about £25 million for Sadio Mane. No, they won't. No, they'll get quite a bit more than that. Uh, Aston Villa are exploring the possibility of signing Luis Suarez. Gerard getting the band back together. Jordan Henderson for 15 million, Stevie. Make it happen. Paris Saint-Germain have made Neymar available this summer. Uh, sporting director Kylian Mbappe clearly beginning to make moves. Arsenal have offered Nicolas Pepe to PSG. I'd imagine they've been laughed at. Uh, Burnley and Ivory Coast winger Max Cornet is attracting huge interest. West Ham, Newcastle, Brighton, Everton, Wolves, Crystal Palace, Fulham and Leicester all interested. Newcastle have made an inquiry about Moussa Diaby. He's, he's really good. I have a feeling Leverkusen are going to ask for something ridiculous for him, though. You might be better off holding off a year. Gabriel Jesus' agent has claimed talks will progress at Manchester City after the international break regarding his future. He's obviously been linked to Arsenal and Spurs. The Gunners' hunt for a striker is between Jesus and Alvaro Morata, who has spent this season on loan at Juventus. Now, I wouldn't be the biggest fan of either of them, but Jesus is younger, more versatile, and a better goal scorer. So Arsenal will probably sign Morata. Um, Atletico Madrid have turned down the chance to sign Gareth Bale and Angel Di Maria. I'm surprised they turned down signing Di Maria. No surprise they turned down Bale. Um, Fabrication himself says Sevilla have no intention of accepting less than 65 million euro. I'd imagine considering that his buyout clause is 80 million euro, that's probably what they expect. Uh, Chelsea are hopeful that a bid of £42 million will be enough. I would imagine you'll get laughed at. Um, Perisic to Spurs. Roma are willing to offer Tammy Abraham a new contract. That's a good move. Serie A runners-up Inter Milan are demanding in excess of £20 million for 24-year-old Italian left-back Federico De Marca. £20 million. For a fairly bang average player now. I'm not sure about that. Now, I know he had a decent enough season, but that that price is mental. He paid like six for him. Arsenal are set to challenge Tottenham and Nottingham Forest for Jed Spence. I think he'll stay at Forest. Newcastle and Leeds are hopeful of signing Nathan Collins from Burnley. I really want him to stay there and become their main centre-back. 
Newcastle could beat Everton and West Ham to another Burnley player and James Tarkovsky. There's a lot of interest in him. Crystal Palace are in advanced talks to sign Sam Johnston. West Ham are not looking to sell Thomas Suchek amid reports they were willing to listen to offers. And Chelsea face a decision over Levi Colwell. If the decision is not, he is going to be a massive part of our future. We're not going to sign a left-footed centre-back this summer. We're going to give this kid his chance. Then there's no hope left for that club. Manchester United are considering a bid for N'Golo Kante. It's well past his best. You might as well get him, pay him a fortune. Uh, United are prepared to make Frankie de Jong their highest paid player with a salary of 395000 a week. That's always gone well for them in the past. Uh, Liverpool have made contact with Usman Dembele. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. Um, Julian Timber, yada, yada. Thomas Tuchel will hold talks with Conor Gallagher before deciding on his future. I'd imagine Gallagher is the one who will decide in his future, to be honest. Ilkay Gundogan is set to discuss his future with Manchester City. Vincent Company wants to make Taylor Harwood Bellis his first signing on loan for Manchester City. Good young centre-back. Needs minutes, but a good centre-back. Um, Edinson Cavani says he's been left with a bitter taste in an open letter. I'd imagine the way he was treated has, uh, has caused that. Roma boss... Jose Mourinho is hoping to beat Tottenham and Manchester United to the signing of Paolo Dybala. He doesn't have to beat them. He needs to beat Inter. Inter the team favourites to get him. Paris Saint-Germain are keen to sign Richarlison. Why? Uh, Rafinha's father says possibilities exist over his future. Um, Yeah, there's two possibilities. One possibility is that he possibly stays and the other possibility is that he possibly goes. Manchester City defender Ko Itakura, who's Japanese, uh, is attracting interest from Bournemouth and Fulham after an impressive loan spell at Schalke. And Ivan Perisic again, so we'll leave that one there. And then finally, Sadio Mane will tell the club he wants to leave. He has done so. Bayern are close to agreeing a deal worth £34 I would bet that they're not. Uh, Liverpool have made contact with Usman again I wouldn't, wouldn't imagine so Dembele has been a- aggressively pursued by Chelsea makes sense like I said before I would expect it to be some cost effective big name signings I think him I think Koulibaly is a big possibility for them uh, I don't know who Matteo Matteo Moretta Moretto is but he's he works for all the spoofers so he's the one reporting the Mane thing. I think we can put it firmly in the bin. Uh, Liverpool were considering a move for Hyung min Son before Tottenham clinched top four, which is a bit mental, but it's from Alistair Gold, so it's definitely true. Uh, Gabriel Jesus will resolve his future, yada, yada. Pau Torres to United. They do need a centre-back. He is a good centre-back, so, you know. Um, West Ham and Southampton are monitoring developments with 20-year-old Red Bull Salzburg striker Jordan Adamu, who's really talented. I'd be stunned if they let him go, though. After just selling Adeyemi, I'd be shocked if they let him go. He had some really impressive games them this season. He's only 20. Next season, I think, is the season he'll be 
really making a name for himself. Leicester City are interested in James Garner. I, I think he'll stay at Leicester another, or at Not- Nottingham Forest another year. Arsenal have quoted Benfica 8.5 million for Bert Leno. I bet they sell him for half that. Leeds Ford Rafinha may favour move to Manchester United over Barcelona. I bet he doesn't. Bournemouth and Rangers are interested in Jack Butland. Why? Bournemouth have a better goalkeeper. I, I mean, Rangers, their goalkeeper's old, but I mean, surely you can do better than Jack Butland at this point. Tottenham have told Villarreal they want £17 million for Giovanni Lo Celso. That's a bit of a loss on what they paid for him. Barcelona are interested in Jules Koundé and Kaladu Koulibaly. Barcelona have no money, so... Paris Saint-Germain are keen to sign Richarlis. Again, I just don't believe for a second. This is the male likely regurgitating what was in the press the day before. Aston Villa and Southampton are among a group of clubs chasing Peterborough's 19-year-old defender, Ronnie Edwards. The kid is super talented. But Peterborough apparently won 15 million from, which is a bit mad to me. Uh, and that is me for today, folks. That is everything. That is everything for today. So we will leave it there. Chelsea's been sold, Dave, before you go. Oh, Chelsea club sale has been confirmed. Let me just see what has been said. Uh, There is a... The consortium led by Todd Bowley and Clear Lake Capital. Now, remember, Clear Lake Capital, at the majority owner now of Chelsea, completes the acquisition of Chelsea Football Club. Uh, Roman Abramovich's time is done. Uh, so can we stop glorifying him and refer to him as what he is? He's a scumbag. So uh, we are well rid of him from English football. The consortium led by Todd Bowley and Clear Lake Capital today announced completion of their ownership of Chelsea Football Club. The consortium includes Hans-Jörg Weiss, founder of the Weiss Foundation, and Mark Waller, co-founder and CEO of Guggenheim Capital. So a lot of investment people here. Investment people like to make a return on their investment. So uh, I'd imagine that profitability will be their focus. Um, Bowley and Clear Lake are committed to investing in key, key areas that will extend and enhance Chelsea's competitiveness, including the redevelopment of Stamford Bridge, further investment in the academy, the women's team, and King's Meadow Stadium. No mention, though, of investment in the team. Just one to think about. The owners will also continue the important work of the Chelsea Foundation. Uh, we are honoured to become the new custodians of Chelsea Football Club. We're all in, 100%, every minute of every match. Our owner, our vision as owners is clear. We want to make the fans proud. Along with our commitment in developing the youth side and acquiring the best talent, our plan of action is to invest in the club for the long term and build on Chelsea's remarkable history. They want to sell the club. They want to promote the club as a brand. I personally want to thank government ministers and yada, yada, yada. Um, We're excited to commit resources to continue Chelsea's leading role. There's nothing here about spending big money on players. I'm really sorry, Chelsea fans. There's nothing here that suggests they're going to spend stupid money on players. The Roman era is over. It is over. And with it goes your status as one of the big, big clubs.
you are going to be competing with Chelsea or with, with Arsenal and Spurs moving forward. You're going to try and model yourself on Liverpool, but you're not as big as Liverpool. You don't have the fan base of Liverpool. So it's not going to be possible. They'll do a good job. And I think you'll actually be a much more pleasant club moving forward, a much better run club, a much smarter club. And I think any success had from here on will be more legitimate than the success that was bought by Roman's Dirty Money. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. I think all fans of other clubs have always looked at Chelsea with a little bit of distaste because of how you've bought your success. But as I've said before, there's a Chelsea 11 barring a goalkeeper that exists. In fact, an entire Chelsea squad bar goalkeepers that exists just from that academy. Many of whom have been sold on or loaned out or whatever. But if that academy team had been put together, developed and brought through to the first team, and it's multiple years, it's not one specific academy team, it's multiple age groups ranging between, say, 25 and 19, maybe even 26 and 19. Um, If that team had been kept together, developed that group, and you'd won an FA Cup, a League Cup, that would have been looked at more admirably by the rest of the league than your league championships and your Champions Leagues. Simple as that. Anyway, see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.